And a good Friday morning to you. Welcome to Brewers Briefing. I'm Brooks Brewer. It's time to brief you what's happening in the world of news. You can get involved and brief us what's happening in your world. If you would like to, give us a call on the Brew Lines, 918-756-3646, or text us on the Wendy Chevy text line, the same number, 918-756-3646 is the number. Be sure to get involved. We'd love to hear from you this morning. There is a lot going on. We uh, currently have Senator James Lankford on the line. So we're going to be talking to him first thing right out of the gate this morning. So uh, we do podcast the program in case you ever miss it. It's called Brewers Briefing, and it's out there in uh, Apple, Spotify, Google, and other places where you find podcasts. So without any further ado, I've already put the guy on hold. Let's let's take and uh, see if we can get the senator up on the line. There he is. Good morning, Senator Langford. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. Appreciate you holding there. You were a little early. You're you're on top of your game today. That's great. You As know, always, it's important to be on your game. Be on your game, even if it's Friday. It is Friday. We're thank- we're thankful for that. And so there's so much to talk about. I, I really know know where to start. But let's talk about Friday. There was a uh, a call for worldwide jihad basically today from uh, some activist lunatic over in wherever he was. Um, I know that Washington has put up barriers around uh, the Capitol and whatnot up there. What's what's your take on all this? Yeah, it, it, it's incredibly sad. And the problem is that people would believe it based on what Hamas did uh, to innocent civilians in Israel, just to be able to walk in and butcher people uh, that um, a lot of folks are hesitating to be able to say, OK, if it's possible to be able to do it there, where else would they do it? So I understand that. The capital is on a bit of a lock, not lockdown, but on an extra security because there's been direct threats for some of the members of Congress as well. Obviously, the House is meeting today trying to figure out who the Speaker of the House is. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I think for for us to be to, to, to be Americans, to be free people, we don't we don't cower to, to threats like that. I, no. I don't think there should be any sheltering in place or anything like that. I think we should always be vigilant because there are real threats. I mean, we've let so many people in. From nine eleven till till now, really, I mean, we've got millions in, in our country now, and we don't. And we we know from the southern border they're coming in from one hundred and sixty different countries uh, everywhere, and we don't know who these people are. So I do think we ought to be vigilant during during you know this time for sure. That is absolutely correct, and that's one of the things that I've tried to be able to pound on with Ali Mayorkas is that all of these individuals that are coming across the border, there's no criminal background check for these individuals. We have no idea if they're fleeing poverty or if they're fleeing justice. We have no idea. And this administration just waves them in and says, we'll give you an asylum hearing sometime in the next eight years. It's as if they have forgotten that the 9-11 attackers were illegally present in the country. Right. So it seems that they have learned nothing on this. Uh, but we, we do need to stay attentive. That's who we are as Americans. We understand that the vast majority of people don't mean to do us harm, uh, but it doesn't take many to do significant harm. Well, we've learned that for sure, even here, certainly in Oklahoma. Let yep. me let me let me ask you this question too. I just learned this morning about many tens of thousands of Americans in Israel that want to come back to America. I heard the number of twenty thousand. Uh, many of those uh, Floridians. Florida has one of the largest Jewish populations in the country. I saw where the Biden administration was like, "Sorry, there's no you know commercial flights. You guys are basically stuck over there. Good luck." And then. We had a representative, Mills, I think is his name, going over to rescue Americans, get some folks out, and then there was pressure, and then the Biden administration was like, okay, I guess we'll we'll send some planes over, but you're going to have to repay the government 
on whatever it costs to get you out. And then I see where Governor DeSantis is like, no, we're going to send planes, but we're not going to make you repay. What's what's going on with all this? What's what's the real story? Yeah, so American Airlines, United Airlines, and Delta Airlines are all not doing flights into Tel Aviv now. And there's obviously a lot of folks that were booked on those trying to be able to get out. I actually had a conversation with the administration on uh, Tuesday of this week to be able to deal with this exact issue. How do we actually get these Americans out? Uh, and so there's a lot of conversation on what that actually looks like. Now, this is not a mass evacuation. These are individuals that already had flights and wanted to be able to get out. Uh, there's no mass evacuation out of Israel. The vast majority of Israelis want to be able to stay there, want to be able to defend their own country. This is home uh, for them. But there are tourists and folks that are there. In fact, we've actually worked with my office specifically to be able to get some Oklahomans out and to be able to make sure that they can get out. These are these are folks that uh, were uh, tourists there again, or they were uh, there for a short time, or they live part-time uh, in Israel and were already scheduled to be able to get out. Many of those that we have gotten out already. And uh, so we'll see that, but you're right. Now we have chartered flights that are coming in uh, that are American chartered flights to be able to make sure these individuals can get out. We have chartered flights. I mean, is we the... Who is the we? It seems unconscionable to me, Senator, that that we can we can bring in millions of illegals who enter our country illegally and give them housing and food and cell phones. And yet when we have Americans stuck in a war zone that want to come back to the United States, we're going to like, well, if we do pick you up, which is a maybe, we're going to charge you and make you pay for the flight. No, I just can't yep, believe I that. I agree. We, 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 we got to get them out. I 100% agree with that. We got to be able to get them out again. We we evacuated out Afghans uh, in the middle of that war zone, and and they were not having to be able to pay us back uh, for being evacuated out of a war zone. We shouldn't do that for Americans either. Yeah, it seems seems so ridiculous to me, which is on par for what every day happens in the Biden administration. It seems to me like it's it's just it's just wild. Um, you know, there's there's well, there's a lot going on. You mentioned the House deal. I I, I also read this yeah, morning. Yeah, you want to be speaker? Yeah, hey, you know, I was kind of thinking about it, but no thanks. <laughs> I think I'll pass. I see where Scalise has now stepped down. Is that true? Have you heard that? It is true. He has stepped out of the race and uh, and said that he could not get the 218. He had the majority of the conference that supported him, but there were a few holdouts uh, that did not support him uh, on the floor. And all you have to have is five people say no. And uh, so that's the challenge that he has. He couldn't get everybody and uh, there are a few holdouts, and that's going to prevent him from being speaker. And so now they're going back again to the starting board to be able to nominate the next person and see if they can get 217. Is Jordan going to get it? Well, you can't tell at this point. He didn't get the majority of the conference initially. I'd be surprised if there's going to be uh, not a few holdouts for him as well because right. there were even fewer people that supported him in the first vote. So this could be a little tit for tat. Well, you didn't vote for my guy. I'm not going to vote for your guy, and this will just prolong this this whole situation, possibly. It very well could. The, the uh, prevailing theory at the beginning of this week was we're either going to have a speaker by Thursday or it's going to take a couple of weeks. Okay. Well, it would. Thursday, it, by the way, was yesterday. Yesterday, Thursday. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 I know the vote was Wednesday. Okay. Well, there's that's a little bit of a start. What else? I, I know you've got a lot of stuff you're working on as well. Um, tell us what's on your plate. 
Yeah, we're going to, you mentioned immigration. I'm working a lot on immigration right now, trying to be able to get a coalition together big enough to be able to pass a piece of legislation in the Senate to be able to rewrite the rules for asylum. Uh, asylum's the single biggest area that's exploited on our southern border that people can just literally walk across the border, say, I have fear in my country, and they're just waved in by this administration. This administration, nor no future administration, could ever should ever be able to abuse that ever again. And so working with some Democrats, and yes, it takes that. I've got to get 60 to actually make law here. Uh, working with some Democrats to try to get to a point that we can actually get agreements on rewriting the rules for asylum and uh, so that we can actually lock this border down. Uh, so that's been a big project for us that's ongoing, but um, we're, we're making some progress on it. Well, that's good to hear. We got to have some progress on the border. There was um, also a letter I saw, uh, an article, I don't have it in front of me, I was just kind of scanning for it, that you signed along with uh, 19 other senators, I believe it was, I think it was 20, signed a letter. Tell me about that letter. What was that re reference to? Yeah, we've had several lately. I don't know which one it is well, right now, but uh, we just did, we just did one deal with the FBI. Uh, that, that's uh, the one out I think. yesterday as well. Yeah, yeah. Chuck Grassley and I uh, have been trying to hold the FBI's feet to the fire on uh, how they're handling uh, what they define as a hate group. Uh, there's this liberal group called SPLC, the Southern Poverty Law yes, Center. That's the that one. They they call everyone that's a conservative a hate group. And, and they can say whatever they want to. It's America. They, they have the right to be able to say that. But when the FBI picks up their definition and says, well, this group has declared these other folks a hate group, ignoring the fact that they're a very left-wing group and everyone who disagrees with them, they call a hate group. To have the FBI take that definition on is a whole different issue. And uh, so we're trying to be able to hold the FBI's feet to the fire. I've talked to Christopher Ray about this personally. And uh, he has assured me they're not doing that. Then I come to find out that they are using the Southern Poverty Law Center uh, on their definitions. Uh, the whole definition of traditional Catholics could be uh, could be terrorists that need to be examined. That came from the Southern Poverty wow. Law Center wow. that the FBI was using. And uh, so we're, we're holding their feet to the fire on this to say, you're the FBI. You should be able to determine what a hate group is. Exactly. If there's someone out there uh, doing doing attacks, you shouldn't outsource that definition to this liberal uh, left-leaning And group. anybody that knows the Southern Poverty Law Center knows how they roll. This is, that's so obvious. Yeah. It's That is shocking that the FBI would use that as like they can't get their own information. They need this group. And then I want to know, Senator, where are the other Republican senators? You got 20 on that letter. Where, where, I think there's more than that, right? What, what's there? There are a few more than that. Yep, we we go we go after who we can get and continue to be able to hold people to the fire in the process. But that that's just the nature of it. We go and fight the fight that we can win and uh, get people around us that want to be able to fight. Well, that was my question because I responded on Twitter. Was like, well, where are the other senators on on this deal? This is so obvious. Like, this ought to be just a hands down slam dunk. Bingo. Next, right? And it's like, yeah. It's, Shocking. Anyway, that and uh, so what else are you working on? I know there's there's other stuff. I, I saw several things oh, with yeah. your name on it. and uh, Yeah, there's an awful lot going on. Obviously, Israel is consuming a lot of the work right now, uh, trying to be able to focus on getting people out uh, that need to be able to get out and uh, doing what we can on the defense side of it. There'll be a lot of conversation about our spending and what that looks like. Obviously, we're $33 trillion in debt, but we're not going to walk away from Israel uh, at the point if they need additional assistance right now. But for us as a nation, we've still got to solve our $33 trillion in debt. That doesn't go away. Right. Uh, so this is the challenge of when you get in debt, and then there are things that you have to be able to spend on, and you're going to. Uh, you have 
less ability to be able to do what you have to do. So right. for me, I'm trying to be able to work on uh, the next big spending bill, which is five weeks from now. Of course, we've got to have a speaker to be able to negotiate on that. Uh, but once we actually get to that point, we've got to actually lay a, a plan down of how do we start working ourselves out of debt. Yeah, that's why we need to have our house in order in the first place so that we can handle these situations when they arise, and they know they always do. Things are cyclical. You know, one of my concerns, Senator, is we've got a lot of people you know, showing support for Israel, the Biden administration, and so forth, and that's great, and it's welcome stuff. But my concern is as, as Israel begins to move in and the, the ground incursion takes place and we see dead Palestinians, they're gonna, the, the support will wane. It'll be, there'll be talk of proportionality, et cetera, et cetera. There's already been some of that from the, and then they delete their tweets, you know, oh, that didn't sound good. We better wait a couple of weeks on that. That's what I think is going to happen. They're going to, the support will begin to wane as this thing progresses. And, and is there, I don't know if there's any way to stop that, but we, we've got to, we've got to be having their backs from, from now to the end until Hamas is no more, yep. you know, and you know that. That's correct. So when, when, when the, when the Taliban and Al Qaeda came and attacked America, we responded back. We were going after the military operations. We were not going after civilians in Afghanistan, but the Taliban and Al Qaeda put civilians at risk based on their actions and what they did. There are civilians that are not connected with Hamas that are in Gaza, but it's not the Israelis that put them at risk. It was Hamas that put them at risk and that by the action that they actually took. So the Israelis are gonna do everything they, they can, just like we do, to be able to protect civilians. But Hamas is well known for actually uh, working out of hospitals, working out of mosques, working out of schools, right. and storing their weapons there, doing all their planning there, so that when it's attacked, they can say, oh, they attacked the school. But it just happened to be a school where they store all their weapons right. as well. Right. Uh, so Americans just to be well-educated on how Hamas functions. They should be able to see it clearly with their slaughter that they did a week ago. Let me ask you finally, uh, because we know that at least 14 Americans have perished in this massacre we don't know i guess how many americans possibly are held hostage and so we're in this deal um there's been talk of our special forces uh, being involved with boots on the ground i mean where are we in all that can you can you speak to any of that physically are yeah, i mean i know we have financial support but go ahead yeah. Yeah. We actually have 25 Americans that were killed uh, mm. in the past week in Israel. Uh, we have an unknown number that are hostages. What we have are Americans that were in some of those areas where Hamas attacked. Their bodies have not been found. They've not called in. And so the assumption is they were taken captive and back to Gaza. But we don't have what's called proof of life. Uh, but they're they're they were in that spot, like at the music festival right. and other places. Uh, and so we just make that assumption. So we've got to be able to search to find them. Uh, our nation has put a carrier group, the Gerald Ford, right off the coast. We do have a hostage rescue team that is on board that ship. Uh, we have individuals in the area that are well-prepared and trained to do hostage rescue. And we have capabilities to be able to go after them. But we've got to identify who it is, mm -hmm. where they are. And then to be able to take action, to be able to make sure any American anywhere they're held hostage, we go after them to try to go get them. Right. And I would expect such. I mean, we like you said, we've got the train, some of the best in the world. And I know Israel does, too. Yep. And I would expect yep. us to work hand in hand to get our, our people and theirs out. So, well, Godspeed to all of them. Thank you, Senator, for your time this morning. We really do appreciate it and appreciate what you're doing. And um, we, we just hope to talk to you again soon as, as uh, there's, there's so much going on out there. So, anyway, thanks again for yep, your time. There is a lot. Yep. If I can quote a biblical verse, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks Bye. again, Take Senator care. Lankford. We'll talk to you again soon.
Senator James Lankford, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Of course, that's biblical uh, right there, and obviously all of Israel. And I would encourage you to be doing doing that. We should always do it, but certainly at, at this time as well. Anyway, good Friday morning to you. Welcome to the program. We got started right off the bat there with Senator Langford, and uh, actually he was early, so so glad to, to be able to talk to these guys that are up there in the places of power and and influence. And it's an honor for us to be able to bring them to you and and let you hear from straight from them. So that's awesome. Appreciate that. Appreciate you guys listening. Got some folks in here this morning. Good morning, David. Good morning, Fayroy. Appreciate you guys texting in here this morning. You guys are awesome. It's Friday. Did we mention it's Friday? It's it's Friday the thirteenth too. But by the way, did did we need to get that out there? Totally weird. Totally weird. I see somebody throwing a meme out here at me this morning. What Chinese products can you do without? I will go first. Joe Biden. <laughs> Where's my rim shot? There it is. That's pretty funny right there. Thanks for getting this started off with that. I like that. I like that. Um, well, what else? Where, where, where do we go from here? There is so much going on, so much happening out there with with this Israeli deal, this war. You're seeing it nonstop, of course. Isn't it interesting that since, what, Saturday, this thing started, we've seen more war scenes in this week than we've seen in two years in Ukraine, this this war over there. I'm not saying it's not happening, but I just don't understand. You know, isn't that weird? Isn't it? I don't know. Why is that? Is it because of our ally status with Israel? And I mean, you would think with all the money we're pouring into Ukraine, we would see some of what's happening. Our weapons being used. Here's some successes. I don't know. Something. What? I haven't heard anybody really answer that. Maybe you have an answer. Maybe you've heard somebody say, why well, we haven't seen anything. I mean, we see the bomb. They, they, they have it on the screen just constantly. Here's, you know, I was watching Hannity last night for a few minutes. I don't like Hannity. I don't like that guy. I think he's rude. I, I don't know. I mean, I know he's got some good people on his show. I'm just not a fan. Uh, I used to like him back in the day, but it's been, been a minute. I don't really like him now. But he, you know, he's got the scenes in the background constantly on the air. And, you know, oh, there's a live, live bomb. You're hearing live bombs right now. You know, and it's up on the screen, and yet Ukraine, nothing for the last couple of years. It just seems weird to me. Like I, I don't know. We're 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 hearing about a war. We're constantly supporting. What we talk to these politicians about supporting the war in Ukraine. Blah, blah, you know, it's like, is it is it going on? I mean, we haven't we don't see anything. Anyway, so there's that. There's the discussion. Of course, we've got, man, we talked about immigration a while ago with a good senator. And you've seen, I'm sure, all of the the protest happening around our country. Right here, the good old USA. These students coming out on these college campuses. Well, they're coming out everywhere. They're walking in the streets of downtown New York, L.A. You know, it's not, it's not just here. It's in Australia, but it's certainly... All over America, you got these, you have academia brainwashing the minds of our kids with Marxism, socialism, communism, shall I say, Satanism. Let's just throw that in there, literally. And and so here you've got this 
brutal, unspeakable massacre that happened in Israel. And you've all heard it, the burned bodies, the mutilated, the desecrated, the brutal killing, beheadings, rapings. I mean, they were indiscriminate. They were shooting Jews, Muslims, anybody that was out there. They were. I saw several reports this morning of Muslims being killed, just Arabs, anybody just, just happened to be there. We're, we're just coming in, going to slaughter you all. And yet, in America, you got these brainwashed students promoting Hamas from the gays, <laughs> gays for Hamas, you know, all the stuff. It's 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 like so. It's it's it's, it's revelatory what's happening and what the status of our academia is and and here in America and what they're doing to these kids, which it's it's. It's so shameful, disgusting, that anybody could come out and support these savages, support them in any fashion whatsoever, is beyond imaginative. It's just, it's just showing us, right? What's going on? A little bit of what's going on in these colleges, campuses. These kids are not getting this from home, most likely, most of them. And so it's... Um, it's crazy. And it's also, I think, alarming because they're amongst us. You know, these, these sympathizers for Hamas are amongst us. They're here. And and we're seeing them come out in the streets with support and banners. Well, okay. And now today, again, we mentioned this with the interview with the senator. There's this call for jihad all over the world. Kill any Jew anywhere you can find one is what they're calling for. The the uh, per military police presence has been stepped up around places of worship, particularly I know in D.C. and about other places, I'm sure, everywhere. There's already anti-Semitism on the rise, vandalism, all kind of stuff, attacks on, on Jewish people. So anyway, it's we've got to be vigilant. And again, and like I was telling him, we as Americans, not just Americans, but we, we're we not going to have a day of shelter. We're not going to stay in our homes because some activist savage across the planet is threatening us. That's not happening. Not going to happen. I am so ready for Israel to wipe these folks off the planet, the Hamas group. And it's unfortunate that the the uh, any innocent Palestinians caught up in this. There are obviously groups of just innocent people caught up in this mess, and I've I've seen it. I hope people understand. And these college kids don't understand that Hamas is no friend of the Palestinians. They're no hero freedom fighters. These are the people, and you'll hear a few smart Palestinians stand up and say this. Hamas type groups are the ones that keep the Palestinians suppressed. It's not Israel. They are making life hell for the Palestinians. They don't care about them. They want them as human shields. They'll hide behind the children and the old ladies in the street and the schools and hospitals because they're not warriors. They're cowards. That's what cowards do. They want to kill their own people so that they can, all they want is power and recognition. They don't care about their cause and their people and none of that. Hamas is just, it's just, they're just terrorist group. They're not, they're not any kind of, they're just a bunch of coward terrorists is what they are. And, and all those groups like them. They're not helping the Palestinian people. 
So if you want to be for Palestinians, that's fine. Don't be for Hamas and Hezbollah. They are not on the side of the Palestinians. Anyway, let's take a breath. Think about it for just a second. 827. Okay, in other news, uh, local news, I'm going to throw this out there as well. I'll, 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 I'll be doing Tradio today. Trisha called me early this morning and uh, gave news of her father-in-law passing away. Um, and so she will not be able to do Tradio today, maybe not even Monday. We'll see how that all goes. But to be do praying for her family. Um, just a shocking event. It was not expected at all, and it was sudden. And so be praying for Trisha Bailey and family as, uh, again, her father-in-law passed away. So anyway, we will do Trady. I'll just do it this morning and, uh, we'll do that. Okay. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with more. Appreciate you tuning in here to the brew. Stay with us. Nine minutes left to go on the program. Brewers briefing and then Tradio. Nine o'clock. Buy, trade, sell it, give it away. And good morning, JP. Finally tuning in. You, I hope you didn't miss the interview with Senator Lankford. If you did, well, thankfully for you, it's being recorded right now. There it is. It's being recorded. Going to go up on the podcast. In case you missed it early on, we had Senator Lankford on right out of the gate talking about all this stuff. Um, okay. Did you see, let's talk about some of this other stuff. Okay. So we got, we got Donald J. Trump, Donald J. Trump, who gave a speech recently. There is an article about it in the New York post talking about it. I was going to play it, but it does not play. So for whatever reason, um, but Trump is coming out and kind of attacking Benjamin Netanyahu praising the very smart Iran-backed Hezbollah, talking about, you know, the very smart. And Trump does that all the time. He talks about the enemy being, well, they're smart, they're smart, they're smart. doesn't mean they're good. He's not saying they're good. He's just saying they're smart. I don't totally criticize him for saying that, you know, you got some smart enemies out there. Here, Well, here it is right now. It's going to play right now. Let's just let's play a little bit of this clip here, and then we'll discuss it. Okay, let's get the audio on. Here's Trump right get here. Get war, terror, and death. Look what's happening today. Because the occupant of the White House is a laughingstock. All over the world, America's enemies cannot believe how lucky they got. They got real lucky. Every monster, villain, dictator, and terrorist, and there are plenty of them. I know most of them. I got to know a lot of them. All over the planet, they're having a field day because they know they will never have it better than they do with Crooked Joe, who in many cases receive money from those countries. And unfortunately, with the most corrupt and incompetent president in our history, we're closer to World War III than anyone can understand. There's never been a time where we've been closer. We're inches away, and we have a man that literally can't speak. He can't get off. Okay, well, that was not the clip that I was looking for um, at all. I was assuming that was going to be it. Trump praising Hezbollah, calling the Iran back smart. Uh, here's the part I got the main issue with here. Let me see. I, I don't guess there's going to be any audio of it, but he's he's talking about when he took out the Iran 
dude, Soleimani. He had the attack on him, and he's, he's he throws Bibi Netanyahu under the bus. And said, well, he didn't help me out any. I, I don't appreciate that. I, I've never forgotten that you know Netanyahu did not help me. That he you know backed out, wouldn't do it, and he kind of throws him under the bus. You know, and like I did it on my own, and um, so I don't, I don't. I just feel like you know. I, I don't know. If you're butthurt over Netanyahu not helping you take out the guy, you could have dealt with that back then in the day. You could have expressed your disappointment back at the end of the day. Now, right now, is no time for you to be throwing shade at Bibi Netanyahu. You know, well, he didn't help me out. And I mean, uh, you know, he's, well, there's just no good reason for that at all. Zero. None. What Bibi Netanyahu needs and what all of Israel needs right now is unequivocal support. Period. But this is what Trump does, and this is what pisses me off so much about the guy. I want to like Trump. I really do. And I like his policies in many ways, but then I don't like this kind of crap. I'm like, dude, you are your worst enemy. Because you say some stupid stuff like this, and you don't have to. This didn't win you anything. This doesn't going to make people feel better about you because you're throwing Bibi Netanyahu under the bus because you didn't like how he handled the Soleimani deal. That's not going to make people like you more. It's going to make people like you less, like me, for example. A lot of people, conservatives, like Benjamin Netanyahu. They like him. They like how he rules. They like who he is. They like everything about him. And so for you, just it's like it's just dumb politically. It's not going to help you. It damn sure not going to help him. So what is the point? It's a lose-lose, pal. And there's no point in you doing that. If you want to, you know, <laughs> well, yeah, why? Why? I don't know why he does stupid stuff like that. Just drives me up a dad gum wall. Just dubbed and unnecessary. Unnecessary. All right. Got another good morning, Mr. Brewer, on the Windy Chevy text line. Thank you for that. Good morning to you. Thanks for joining us here. We start at 8 o'clock. Bye, guys. You guys need to tighten up your game a little bit. All right. All right. All right. So what do we got? We got something else brewing in here. Let's see. We got Governor DeSantis throwing something down at the U.N. Gosh, the U.N., what a bunch of idiots they are. I don't know why we have a U.N. It is absolutely worthless. Let's see what DeSantis is saying about him right quick. You know, look, the, I think the U.N. is a worthless organization, quite frankly. So that's to me, is not uh, something all they do is sanction Israel. Like, that's really what it exists for. Okay, how does it really move the needle in any positive way? I think, it's, I think that, that their behavior has been, been a complete disgrace. You know, look. Okay, bingo. Everybody, and yeah, we know that. I don't know. Who, who doesn't know that? The U.N. is worthless. They're stupid. All they do is, have you ever watched any of those U.N. meetings? It is... It is unbelievable how they roll. I mean, they will try to, you know, they're trying to rule the world, of course, and, and police the world and monitor the world. And, and they look at all the things happening in the world. And, I mean, you know, you got Arabs throwing gays and off the, off the rooftop, and then you got them treating women like dogs. And that all gets a pass from the U.N. But Israel, who is the only democracy in the Middle East, Allowing, you know, full-on democracy type of things to roll. Everybody can, you know, Palestinians can work there and women get, I mean, it's just like the West. 
and yet they get sanctioned and censored and all kind of idiot idiocy. I mean, it's it's a joke. The UN is an absolute joke. But yet we're sending them, we'll fund them. Like in America's millions and millions of dollars, we fund the UN. It's so stupid. It's so there's so much idiocy in in politics in the world. If we could just get up there and run the show for them, it would be so much better, wouldn't it? We could do so much of a better job. Whew. Okay. All right. Come on, computer. You need to respond to my clicks because I'm doing a live show right here. Um, so some of these students, by the way, that are signing their names for these protest letters, uh, you know, protesting Israel and supporting Hamas and all that kind of crap. Well, <laughs> there was a truck driving around Harvard with all the names of the students plastered on some kind of a big billboard driving around the campus. Like, okay, you wanted to put your name on it. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll make you famous. And now they're like, oh, wait a minute. As a matter of fact, some of them have applied for, for jobs and whatnot, and they found that in, in some of the job people are like, oh, wait, you, you're doing what? You're supporting Hamas? No, we're not going to hire you. So they're not being hired. <laughs> now they want to hide their names from the list. That's what they want to do. Unbelievable. So much, so much going on. Steve Scalise has resigned from the race as speaker. We mentioned that early on. Uh, Thomas Massey did a poll on his twi Twitter page, his X page. I guess it's called X now. I can't ever get over that. He wants to know who do you want to vote for. 93% voted for Jim Jordan on his page out of 118,000 votes. But that's only the people. You people don't count. It's it's uh, it's the politicians up there that that will have the vote that makes all the difference, not you people. You people don't don't matter. Um, what is this? What is this? Uh, yeah, the paying this government back with the privilege of being rescued. We talked about that. There's the Grassley Langford thing. Um, yeah, there's that. We just mentioned that. And what is it? Oh, so here in the UK, not here in the UK, there in the UK, I guess, J.K. Rowling, you know her, she wrote the book, whatever that book's called, some Harry something. Uh, she said, we said never again, the UK was a safe haven. Now, after the biggest massacre of Jews since the Holocaust, British Jewish children are being advised to hide their identities as they walk to school for their own safety. There should be mass outrage that this is necessary. So in the UK, they've imported millions of Muslim terrorists into their own backyard. Now Jewish kids are being bullied. And the advice of the people in the power over there are telling the Jewish children, you need to disguise yourself. Don't let anybody know you're Jewish. If you wear a, 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 a kippah, a yarmulke, then you need to put a baseball hat over it so that nobody knows that you're wearing the, the skull cap underneath that. You need to hide your identity. Somebody was saying here on a preschool dawn run yesterday, she ran past a broken glass of a kosher cafe's windows and a 
fresh anti-Israel slogan painted on a bridge. And so we're starting to see that uptick in anti-Semitism and bullying and threats. And, you know, I get it. It's well-meaning, you know, like if you don't want to be attacked, you need to hide your... And, and that's, that's what we're, it's, it's like, she's right. There needs to be a mass outrage that we have to tell our kids to pretend to not be who they are. So you won't get attacked and bullied. That should not be that way. We should, we should rise up against any kind of stuff like that with vehement response. But the enemy is, 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 uh, is on the rise and out there and, and, and we have got to stand strong, all of us, and, and from now on. Let's go to the phone lines, talk to the man, Fayroy. Good morning, sir. Welcome to the show. How are you? Good. How about you? I'm all right, man. Appreciate you calling. What's going on? Well, I heard on the news that uh, they've been planning this attack on Israel for two years. And no leaks. Everything was clear to go. So, what happened to RBI or whoever it is nowhere supposed to be checking that kind of stuff out? So, your question is how did this get by the intelligence community? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. You know, yeah, because this was a, uh, a sophisticated attack, uh, you know, how they got it, got it done. You know, there's a lot of smart people, and I, I've got a podcast that I've got bookmarked. It's just a long, it's an hour and 45 minutes, and I have not had time to listen to that sucker yet. It's two Jewish people discussing. One One lady, I believe, lives in Israel. She, from what I gather, is a pretty smart gal. And there's another guy here. I think he's maybe in Canada. Brett Weinstein, I think is his name. And they're discussing this, the very same topic. And, and they are questioning what happened, why did this this is massive intelligence failure. Is somebody working on the inside, you know, in the intelligence group or, or what's going on? You know, that's the question. What's going on? It's kind of like what happened to us at nine 11. I mean, how did we miss all that was going on? That's quite a bit of planning to get all these guys trained and get them in the airplanes and fly them into the buildings. And, and that, that's, that's some planning to get all that done. Right. How do we miss all that? You know, what, what did we miss at Pearl Harbor? How, how did we miss, the intelligence, I mean, I guess the technology wasn't as, wasn't as good back then, but we probably had some. We could have figured that deal out. But So intelligence breaches have happened through history, but it's not supposed to happen like this. And it did happen. So it's a good question. I haven't heard any good answers to it yet. Have you? Well, some of them boys we were talking to and coffee with uh, <laughs> figure that there's after Trump too heavy. They don't have nobody over there. Keeping an eye out, you know, for what's fixing to happen. Of course, I'm with you on that. I don't guess I'm following the Trump connection, really. uh, Well, I meant, I didn't Trump, I meant uh, Biden. Well, Biden people are busy after Trump, you know. Oh, well, okay, yeah, so, well, our own intelligence. But, you know, the, the big question is how did Israeli intelligence not see all that coming? You know, I, I don't know. They've got the smartest systems in the world because they're they're surrounded. I mean, have you ever looked at a map and seen how gigantic the Muslim countries are that surround that little tiny state of Israel over? 
It's shocking it, when you see it. I saw one yesterday, and it, it's just a reminder of, oh, my gosh, that is really tiny. A little tiny, tiny, tiny spot in the middle of all this, you know, Muslim surrounding territories. And so they've got to be on guard. they got to have the best equipment, the best knowledge, the best strength. And they, they are. And so how they missed it, what happened, man, I still haven't heard. I, I don't know. That's a huge question. That's what I want about. Well, I'm wondering with you, Captain. If I find anything out, I'll let you know. I guess we should have we should have talked to the senator about that. I had a bunch of questions, and then I had some I couldn't even remember what I was going to ask him. They were kind of on a circular thing. They finally came back around, but anyway, we'll, we'll, uh, call him back. Yeah. Now he's busy. He's moved on, man. But uh, well, okay. that's a good question. We'll I try to. Throw that out. Yeah, no, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a good question. Hundred percent good question. And you know, I don't know how our, how our intelligence agencies are handling. I don't. I don't think they are handling the people that's come into our country. I know they're not getting them at the border. We've had a million and a half gotaways, and God only knows how many people are in here that want to do us harm. I, I don't know. You know, and then you've got, like the senator said, the Southern Poverty Law Center that is targeting Catholics as possible domestic terrorists. Like, you know, they've said from the beginning, this Biden administration, that the white supremacists are the biggest threat to homeland security. I'm like, you guys are so off base, it's not even funny. I've never seen a white supremacist in my life, and yet that's the biggest threat to our own country. No, the biggest threat is all these, we don't even know who's gotten into the country. That's the biggest terrorist threat we've got. Yeah. Yeah, we need to be uh, trying to get some answers to some of that because you know that they're coming in from China and everywhere, Russia, you know, everywhere in the country. It's, it's after there's a free gate opened up. Yeah. yeah. I know it. Yep. So listen, let me let me let me let you go. You got too many things to do. Okay. To All right, Kevin. Good to talk to you, Fayroll. You have a good bye weekend, Pana. Appreciate you. Bye bye. Appreciate you. Bye bye. Okay, we got a text here from Tony on the on the Wendy Chevy text line. Her stuff's always good. Let's see what it says. It's hard to find good news with all that's going on in our world. On a day when a terrorist leader calls for speaking out in support of violence. I'm choosing to express brotherly love toward my neighbors, coworkers, and people in my community. Light always dispels darkness. John 8, 12. Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Thank you, Tony, for that. Good, positive word on this Friday. It is. It's, just, it's hard to have a feel-good Friday where there's so much carnage going on in the world and, and chaos. But it's, you know, there's there's just a couple of things that I'll never forget. I thank God. I, I say I never forget them. I hope I don't. And one is where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. Don't know what all that means, but I always feel like as bad as things are and as wicked as it seems things are and evil on the rise and it seems like it's ubiquitous, the light always dispels the darkness and God is always in control and the good is always going to win. That's just the way it is because God is God and he's ruling of all this deal and he's just, he's just going to win. So it's, 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 
it's easy to focus on all the darkness and evil because there's it's it's in our face. But we have to always remind ourselves that this is the truth, and it's so it is so true. I mean, the, the a tiny bit of light dispels a great amount of darkness. Just get in a dark room, a lot of tiny match, you'll see how that works. It's awesome like that, and that's a good 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 deal there. Thank you, Tony, for that. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Here's a meme from Vicky. The giant in front of you is never bigger than the God inside of you. Come on. Preach it. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. Got to remember all that stuff. So, so do good. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. You get that done today, you will have a great day. Can I get an amen in the back row? Ten minutes until 9 o'clock is our time. Got Tradio coming up at the top. I'll be doing Tradio for you. Uh, Trisha cannot make the program today. So um, you got me. Doesn't get much better than that right there. I got Leonard Skinner intro. 8.53 is our time. Just a couple of minutes left. If you want to get in there, you can at 918-756-3646. What is other stuff crazy happening in the world? We've got uh, Dylan Mulvaney. Anybody know that name? He's the one that crashed Bud Light's stock. <laughs> Dude running around in dress trying to act like a woman. Well, he's been uh, he's been uh, named Woman of the Year. He's a guy. He's a guy with, with a thing. You know, the guy stuff. And he's been named Woman of the Year by Queer British Magazine best-selling gay magazine in the world. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's funny. Some weirdness right there. We had to get back into some weirdness so we can see what else was happening in the world. Americans stocking up on ammo and guns as concerns grow and war will spread into the U.S. I saw somebody else, somebody else buying some, some ammo online, you know, talking about it. <clears throat> I was thinking about moving my AR-15 into the bedroom instead of in, from the office, you know, I've got, I've got, of course, the, the pistol loaded down next to the old bedside, but might move the AR in there just because. I mean, you know, I, it's not out of fear. It's just out of vigilance. You know, I'm just, you, you never know. I mean, it's a crazy time. Life is short, man. We are learning that on a daily basis. It's here today, gone tomorrow. Don't even know. And then you've got extra threats on top of all that. So we got to be vigilant and be on guard and, and be ready and, and love your neighbor as yourself all at the same time. What is this French teacher? Have you seen what's happening in France? All the, all the Muslims are out in the street over there chanting and shouting. And a French teacher was killed with a knife attack on today over there. Um, they have warned the civilians in Gaza to get out. This happened last night. The Israelis were trying to give warning to the, uh, to the Gaza civilians, get out. You got 24 hours, move to the South across this line is what you need to do. You got 24 hours. You need to get it done. And that's what Israel does. We've talked about this. They, they do their very best to maintain civilian life and minimize collateral damage. But when the enemy hides behind the civilians, it's the enemy's 
responsibility. It's the enemy's fault if there is collateral damage, not the fault of Israel. Israel will get the blame, mind you. That's That will happen. You will begin to hear as the days progress, mark my words, Israel beginning to get attacked more and more and more and more and more because that's what the leftist, elitist, globalists do. They hate Israel. They hate God. They hate you. They hate me for sure. They hate. They hate. And that's, that's going to happen as, as we go forward. Hamas saying 13 hostages killed in Israeli bombings, but nobody has any way to confirm that. Some of the main focus is going to be on Hezbollah to the north in Lebanon. They are a um, probably, I don't know about a greater threat, but they're more sophisticated than the Hamas animals, savages down in the, down in the south. So I have to keep an eye on that. Of course, then you got the, this, the Golan Heights over there by Syria and all the goofiness. Here's something to consider. I, I love I love Thomas Sowell. If you don't know who Thomas Sowell is, this guy, African-American economist, just he's a smart guy. He's a smart guy. One of the smartest guys you'll ever hear anything out of. And he's, I love what he has to say. Here's something he said. People who argue that the hostility to Israel in the Middle East is due to Israel's treatment of the Palestinians should explain why hostility to Jews in the Middle East was so great back in the 1930s that Middle East leaders were pro-Hitler. This was long before there was a modern state of Israel or a Palestinian problem. And you got to ask yourself these kind of questions. He's like, okay, well, if it's all, because that's what they, they frame it as, right? Israel treating Palestinians bad, Israel bad, Palestinians good, then we got to get rid of Israel. Okay, well, what was the deal back in the 30s before 1948 when Israel became a, an official state again? Why were the, why were the Middle Eastern Muslims pro-Hitler? Because Hitler wanted to kill all the Jews. And that's what these people want. Kill all the Jews. That's what they want to do. This has nothing to do with Israeli treatment of Palestinians. That's the, how they frame it now. Well, what was the argument then? And that's a great point that Mr. Soul is bringing up. So if you get into this argument with somebody, and you, and you might, some of you might like talking politics. That's why you're here, most likely. Just ask that question. Well, what was the deal? About? And they are. You can you can reach them. I saw some the other day. They were some some Iranian dude meeting with Hitler. It was an old picture, a, a newspaper thing. They were loving it, man. It's sad. The hatred goes. It just goes back. It has nothing to do with Israeli treatment of Palestinians, whatsoever. I, look, I lived there for six months, which is not a long time, granted, but I got to see Palestinians living in the old city of Jerusalem because that's where I was hanging out. In Jerusalem, day in and day out. Most of all the taxi drivers are Palestinian. There's a ton of people that work there that are Palestinian. Palestinians are in the government. They have sections of the government that are that are Arab Muslims. You know, and, and it's it is fine. Israel's good with that. It's like, okay, that's we're, we want to be a democracy here. We're gonna allow all this kind of stuff to happen. This is what we do. This is this is not an apartheid state. Don't all just listen to all the, the BS and the lies. The propagandists out there trying to make you think it is. It's not. Anyway, I love you people. I appreciate you listening to this program. You didn't have to, and here you are. Here you are, all of you. All six of you. I appreciate you showing up today. Just kidding. 
Hey, you guys have a good weekend. In spite of it all, be vigilant, be be on guard, and uh, do what Tony said. Love your your neighbors. Love your family. Love your neighbors. Love yourself. Spread love, man. That is the you know. There's no power greater on the planet in the universe than love. Love trumps all, and it always will. Well, let's end it with that, shall we? All right, you people, have a good weekend. We'll get back and do this again next week. We're going to get into the tradio side of things right now, buying, trading, selling, and giving it away. <laughs>